0: This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. All right. It is hump day. It's the middle of the week. Isn't it Wednesday? Hey, JB, it is Wednesday, isn't it? Uh, When I got up this morning about 530, it was. I'm telling you... I'm not really even asking that sarcastically. It just hit me that I wanted to make sure before yeah, I, I took just... my
1: garbage out this morning. So yeah, it's okay. Wednesday.
0: There you go. Yeah, mine was yesterday. So that means today is Wednesday. Okay. All right. So so garbage day are the benchmarks that we mark time according to. Pretty much. <laughs> week to week. Yeah. Garbage Day. I I need all the help I can get. Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the show in the Farm Bureau Studio. Farm Bureau. Go. With the home team, Farm Bureau Insurance agents, your local hometown heroes, and local is the key. They are local. What's up, Derek? First to comment on Facebook, saying here, here, on the Facebook live stream. So hi to everyone tuning in on Facebook, on Periscope, on if you're watching the YouTube live stream. Hey to y'all! Thanks for tuning in, everybody on the radio on the zone in Jackson, Central Mississippi. Fifty thousand watts of flame throwing radio signal coming through your speakers. Y'all feel free to text me today on the country please And text line, I'm going to give you the number to that if you don't know it Also you can call me on the Davini Equipment phone line Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson Let's start it off right, shall we? 45 seconds left to play You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show
2: I want winners As crowd is alive you play to win the game Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside Knock him out, John Wyatt gets the ball won't be lost. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for a touchdown by Matthew Butler. He... Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college?
1: I'll just play football.
0: Ooh-hoo. Oh, are you ready now? Yeah, you hear Jack's voice. You hear our old buddy, our friend, the late great jerry clowery then you know you're ready welcome into the show all right so y'all text me on the country please and text line it's 885 espn 885 espn if you need the number itself it's 885-3776 call me on the divini phone here is the number to call i'd love to hear your voice today we'll talk about whatever y'all want to talk about so just call me 995-1059 got it those are 601 numbers again the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Hump Day, everybody! Yeah, happy Hump Day, everybody. So uh, hi to Paul, who's watching on Facebook, and he said uh, he loved the vlog that I posted today. That'd be a video blog. Mash them together. Vlog. The vlog I posted today, With my two heroes, Mary Liddy and Elvis. (laughs) Yeah, I had to go downtown to uh, Tupelo Hardware Store yesterday, the store where Elvis got his first guitar. It's a really historic place. It's a cool, old, back-in-time experience if you've never been in there. JB's also checking out the Facebook stream, and he likes the shirt. Got my handy-dandy Baseball logo Mississippi State shirt from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Hit them up on Twitter at Hale State GC. Know what I'm doing? Okay. Team number 38 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days college football. That's coming up. And there is a really interesting tie. They couldn't have planned it this way. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, I just wonder if it means something. I'll give you. I'll tell you what I'm talking about coming up. <laughs> team number 38. Also, I have not forgotten because I, I've got to tell you who Phil Steele says in his magazine is going to be the most, um, well, not improved, but the biggest surprise team in all of college football. You need to know who that is. We mentioned it on yesterday's show. I'll tell you another thing I'm excited about. Later today, um, if everything goes schedules work, uh, Steve Robertson from 24-7 Sports Jeans Page is supposed to stop by and fill us in on recruiting for Mississippi State. I didn't get the chance to read it. We were doing some work around the house last night, but I saw the headline on Twitter that State picked up a recruit, a big-time receiver recruit, and it just seems to me that receiver recruiting for mississippi state has been going better ever since mike leach got there as you would think but now it's starting to materialize and uh, so what i want to do is talk with steve and see if he can kind of put it in terms we can understand as to how well it is indeed going are they recruiting better at the receiver position so far than they used to or is that just a you know is our vision on that thing sort of colored by the idea that we expect it to be better let's get the details on that you had a you had a a bench clearing um conversation in major league baseball last night
1: yes indeed
0: <laughs> that, that no punches were thrown but jb if there hadn't been a, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic punches would have been thrown <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely
0: no doubt about that and so we're going to get into that and get some details but first let me start you off today with a phone call on the Davinny equipment phone Davinny equipment in madison in jackson they are your kubota dealer if you need a mower you need any kind of equipment skid steers construction equipment tractors go to Davinny. best deals best people you'll be glad and service so that's uh Divinity equipment highway 51 madison spring ridge road in jackson on the Divinity phone is Lynn. I think this is Lynn, our resident Mets fan. What's up, Lynn?
2: Hey Mike, how you doing? Yeah, the Mets fan. I just don't call you. I didn't I didn't avoid you Monday or Tuesday. I wasn't available Tuesday. I slept slept Monday to go to work. Oh, boy. And I wanted to call the day before I got on in bad service coming down twenty two headed back in the Mississippi. Oh. And you asked what I was going to ask you about, because I just said it on my app last night about the benches clearing with the Astros, I was like, they got them. And I, I thought they might have really fought, but I guess they held it in check.
0: Yes, they, there was, I wouldn't even call it a scrum. Based on the video I saw, they did. The Astros came out of their dugout. They're sort of on the 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 Dodgers' side of home plate. They did sort of congregate. But that's the only word I could use to accurately describe it. They didn't do anything but sort of get in each other's vicinity. So, and there's no, there's no question that, well, if we hadn't been, you know, if you didn't have social distancing and people wearing masks and the coronavirus, they would have been fighting. There's no doubt about it.
2: Oh, yeah, but man, if you're mad enough to walk out to the mound and the bitch is clear, somebody's supposed to get
0: hit. <laughs> Regardless? <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> if, if I, I had to walk out to the mound, I'm hitting somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, why walk uh, out there for nothing? Man, right? good <laughs> Yeah, I
2: mean, you get Robin Ventura like, that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Hey, well, look. Hey, man, uh, that's
2: all I was going to call and talk to you about, though. i
0: Man, okay. I enjoy it when I can to it. Thanks, Lan. I appreciate the call. Have a good night. You too, yep. man. Be yeah, safe man. on the road. Matt. Hey, and um your Mets are going to get a win tonight. You can watch it on ESPN Plus if you want to. And it's the reason they're going to win is they're playing the Red Sox. The Red Sox have only won one game in their first five. Mets are 3 and 2. But it's in New York City Field and Jacob deGrom, the uh, Cy Young favorite in the National League is going to pitch tonight. So, DeGrom's going to mow down the Red Sox, and the Mets will get a win tonight, go to 4 and 2. There is an early show prediction for you. All right. Today, July 29th, is a special day. It was a special day in Louisiana on this day in 1992 because that's when Dakota rain. Prescott came into the world on this day in 1992. Dak, I don't know if you're listening. <laughs> He's probably not. Dak, I don't know if you're listening, but happy birthday to you, sir. Number 15 in your program, number one in your heart. Dak Prescott today is 27 years old. <clears throat> I don't, I have not had more fun watching any single college football player than Dak Prescott in his four years, particularly his last three, and especially his last two at at Mississippi State. Now, I didn't say number four in your program, and I know he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, but the reason I care is because of what he did for the Bulldogs at Mississippi State. So on Dak's birthday, I have two things that you're about to get in your ear. Number one, highlights what it sounded like watching Dak Prescott play back in 2014. And then after that, I have a question that some of y'all are gonna answer front with your heart. And the rest of y'all are gonna answer with your head. And it's gonna be a really interesting experiment. Right after these highlights, on his birthday. A minute-long highlight package of what it sounded like six years ago when Dak took over. Wentz. Prescott hit his initial 5 spot.
2: And this tackle. There, oh, Wilson. Prescott.
1: Oh, oh, Prescott. Oh, <laughs> that deserved
2: an oh my. That Prescott, a run all the way, and he's got a big open. And a stiff arm, Dak Prescott. This is what he does better than anybody in the SEC. Touchdown. He's in trouble. Gets out of it momentarily. Now throws. Wide open, Jamie Ann Lewis. He might take it. Yes, he will. Another Mississippi State touchdown. Prescott. Big and strong, gets away from a couple of Wildcats. Now he's got a bunch of room. Instead, he's got a wide-open receiver, too, and he's got his man. Wide open and going into the end zone Is Malcolm Johnson in Mississippi State strikes first. Prescott looking for somebody to throw to. Takes off. He's going to run for the first down, but he does so well. Headed for the end zone. Touchdown, Prescott. The Heisman Trophy candidate. Goes to the end zone. And caught. Touchdown. Run Wilson pulls down the snap, goes for the touchdown, and got it. Jamie Lewis wants to throw it. Prescott's wide open. He has a touchdown catch this year, and now he's got two.
1: Prescott running and trying to dive to the end zone. He got in. Touchdown, Dak Prescott.
2: Prescott throws, and it's pulled in. Breaking a tackle spread Fred Brown through the house. Touchdown, Mississippi State. Here goes Prescott. There goes Prescott.
1: That's what it sounded like. You could almost take the whole three hours
0: and do those, couldn't you? Oh, well, he's got enough I of mean, them. I mean, he had them. That's what I'm talking about. If I played every one of them, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, real quick here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing sausage in grocery store sh- uh, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Gator Nation says another big win for the Cubbies. Best record in baseball, 4-1. to one. Holy cow, he says. I like a good holy cow every now and then. Matt Daddy says, hashtag Hail State. The bald guy says, time to change stations. Three hours of Homer radio. Yeah, that's okay. You can go somewhere else. You will be all right. You will too. Is, is you. he talking about the fact that you do a lot of baseball home run clips? <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't want me talking about Dak's birthday. He didn't like Dak. He's not a state fan. He didn't like state. He didn't like Dak. And that's okay. That's all right. Not everybody can or does. You know, right. so from one from one ball guy to another, I would just repeat the great line from the movie Tombstone. Well, bye. Joey says Dak is not twenty seven; he's twenty eight. My bad, my bad. I can't think of everything. <laughs> All right, though. Here is the question: Who is the greatest college quarterback? In Mississippi college football history. Wow, what's the answer?
1: Well, my my, my knee jerk is uh, Archie Manning.
0: Okay, Archie.
1: Um, and then uh, then maybe a one A one B with uh, with with Dak in there.
0: Okay, Dak.
1: Um, now. Reggie Collier wasn't too bad. Right.
0: Yeah, Derek. That's right. Derek on uh, watching on Periscope says, "By Felicia." That's the new version of "Well bye from Tombstone. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> okay, but all right. So you say you know everybody knee jerk. Archie Manning. You obviously then are then going to discuss Eli Manning. You're going to discuss Dak Prescott, and you said Reggie Collier. Reggie Collier. You gotta we talk got about Brett Favre. Tim on Facebook just said Brett Favre. C Note, who's watching on YouTube, said Eli Manning.
1: But you're saying you're you're saying Mississippi I said, college quarterback. College.
0: The way I worded the question. Right. Who's the greatest quarterback in the history of Mississippi college football or college football in Mississippi? Who
1: is it? And so their their pro careers, if they went on to an NFL career, is
0: is not I'm, material to this. I don't think Uh, it is. I don't don't think it is. I don't think the pro career and what they did for their pro teams or are doing for their pro teams is material to the question that I'm asking. Billy on Twitter. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. Billy said it. He said Steve McNair. Mr. Davis on Periscope, Steve McNair. Derek on Facebook, Steve McNair.
1: Well, this this will rile some people up probably, Matt. But if if you want to – I think – Willie Totten was better than Steve McNair when they were
0: in college. Okay, Willie Totten played at Mississippi Valley, was what a decade before McNair at Alcorn. Yeah, yeah. okay. See, I would have to pull his up and look, and I know that the thing is Willie Totten played with with Jerry Rice,
1: right? That's exactly, with
0: Archie Gunslinger Cooley. Right. You could argue that Willie had players that Steve McNair didn't have at Alcorn. But I would tell you this, John, is that I, I'm pretty sure if I pull up McNair – now, I know, again, it's the thing that sort of held him back in the whole Heisman deal, which I think was a big, the biggest Heisman snub we've ever had was McNair not winning it simply because he didn't play at FBS or Division I. But, but what I'm saying is I'm going to pull up McNair's numbers and nobody compares to Steve McNair and what he did in college.
1: Hits now, the term and, Air McNair,
0: right? Right. And and they gave him the – I told you this. They gave Steve McNair the nickname when Michael Jordan was in his heyday. Think about what you've got to be and be doing for you to get the nickname Air and everybody just accept it as, yeah, that, that's appropriate. That fits. In the era of Michael Jordan. Okay. Now, it's Dak's birthday. That's what led me to, to, to ask the question. Because there are a lot of people, a whole lot of people, and I'm afraid even, and I'm out to change it. I'm going to do my part to, when there's opportunities, Dak's birthday, (laughs) to reestablish this thought process among fans in the state of Mississippi. I'm out to change it. I want people looking at things with their head and not with their heart. The first thing out of your mouth today was Archie Manning. I know it was a different era. It was a million years ago. But numbers don't even compare. They don't even compare. Say Archie versus Steve McNair. Say Archie versus Dak.
1: What what about Archie versus Alabama versus McNair versus Mississippi Valley State or Jackson State?
0: It's a different deal. It is. And that's why it's so hard to compare these eras and and all this kind of stuff. See, and that's why if I go – If I I steadfast say I'm going to argue that Steve McNair was the greatest quarterback in the history of college football in Mississippi, then automatically we then start weighing on the scale SWAC competition versus what Dak played against, what Eli played against. And maybe we're discounting Eli. His numbers are phenomenal in college too. But when you look back at the career of Dak Prescott and kind of where he is in certain things – I mean, for, for Pete's sake, right now, in the history of Southeastern Conference football, and JB, you're bringing up, you know, the the level of SEC competition. Well, Listen, in the history of Southeastern Conference football, the totality of it, das, Dak Prescott is fourth all time in touchdowns responsible for. Only three other guys, and you're talking about who? Like, Tebow's one of them, and, you know, like, I don't know who the other two are. I'm not sure the others are are, are both quarterbacks. I'd look it up. You, You know, you look at where he stands, total yards. Dak is against that level of competition. Dak is fourth all time, all time in the SEC In total yards. Only three other SEC football players in history. Have more total yards than Dak did. Yet if I ask the question. Five out of ten people never consider McNair. And about four out of the other ten never consider Dak. We start pointing at other people. (laughs) And I just think we got to look at it in terms of reality. I think the numbers back it up. I think. The careers back it up. And their pro careers are only just icing on the cake. We're just talking about their college career. I think everything, every metric backs it up. Steve McNair one, Dak Prescott, two, The best college quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks in the history of Mississippi college football. I think every metric you could use to argue it, you got it with those two.
1: All right, I got the most passing touchdowns in the history since 1956 in the SEC. This is passing, not total touchdowns. Yeah, passing. Yeah. All right, you got Aaron Murray as number one with 121. Yeah, how about Danny that? Danny Warfel at 114. Drew Locke at 99. Peyton Manning at 89. And Chris Leak at 88, rounding out the top five. You got Dak Prescott at number 20 with 70. And in the break, I'll try to find out total Touchdowns.
0: okay and then we'll come back and go to Chris I appreciate Chris hanging on and JB you know what's interesting about that how about the fact that there's what only two or is it three guys who have a over a hundred total passing touchdowns in their careers in the SEC just,
1: just two just Aaron two. Murray and Danny Werfel
0: isn't that amazing yeah I mean and, and Peyton Manning knocking on the door there with 90 something if you look at you know just the SEC Really interesting stuff. Great comments, too, coming in on all the uh, live streams. Chris, I'm coming to your phone call next. Just getting started with y'all here on this Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. Pretty interesting, yeah. On the live stream on YouTube, C-Note said, for those who have said McNair only played in the SWAC, that's why he had those numbers. Look at what he did in the NFL. My point is he would have similar numbers or better. That's where I fall is that, I mean, Steve McNair would have been in the running for the Heisman anywhere he played. Um, it, it's Yeah, he was Superman wherever he went and would have been. That's what I think chris has been hanging on patiently for a long time here on the divinity equipment phone divinity equipment Madison and in Jackson Chris thanks for doing that what's up
3: how you doing man
0: just right how are you
3: pretty good so the the running question that I always hear and I always hear this comment because it impressed the cowboys people I listen to a lot of Cowboys podcasts too because I'm a huge Cowboys fan but um What they like to say is, is when the scouts came back from Mississippi State looking at Dak Prescott, the first thing the scouts said is, where's all the players when they got there? They had just went to number one, and Dak was the only person that they could pick out that was an NFL-caliber person. Of course, we know that there's a few on the defense, but I want to know who were the receivers that these people were throwing to.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because... I, if I'm not wrong, didn't every one of the other quarterbacks that we named, even Steve McNair, didn't they play with a, a guy that played in the NFL?
0: I'm going to need some help with that. I should know it, but I want to know if there was a um, an all-corn receiver that Steve played with when he was in college that was also an NFL player. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but, Chris, you talk about state, I can recall those. And now as we look at it, here we are you know, five, six years after – that college career for Dak. And one receiver that Dak played with is in the NFL right now, and that's actually Fred Brown, who you remember uh, was a Jackson um, high school player, uh, went to Mississippi State, was never, like, the main target. Duranya was always the main target. Late in right. Fred's career, you know, he got kicked out of school. There was a, right. uh, a school work uh, issue It was never really confirmed what it was. But to his credit, Fred just kept working and kept working and has never quit. He landed on the practice squad for the Colts. Then he landed on the Rams, and they move him up. And now he's actually signed a contract with Denver and is one of their receivers. He's going to play for the Denver Broncos and has, and you got to be really proud of him. But he's the one pass catcher that made it and had a pro career that Dak played with.
3: Right, and I mean – but Durranya should have been Duranya should have been in the NFL because he could have done it. They just said how slow he was. But, I mean, look how much bigger he was than
0: everybody else. Well, but everybody in the NFL is big. Slow he was. That's the thing, though. Everybody in the yeah. NFL is big. Everybody in the NFL is big and strong. And you just don't have any NFL receivers out there running 4'8", 4'7", 4'8". They just, they're not out there. They're all, all those. I mean, but if I, you know, look at Julio Jones. Julio Jones is big and as strong as – and Julio's running
3: 4-3. I can't remember who it was, but wasn't two of Eli, Eli's receivers in the NFL?
0: Yeah, y'all may and have to help I'm me with pretty that, sure that.
3: I'm pretty sure that Willie um Willie Totten, I mean, well, I know he had Jerry Rice, but right. I'm pretty sure one of McNair's guys, wasn't that one of the guys that played on the greatest show on turf? <sighs> yeah,
0: yeah, I've got to look it up. You may be right, Chris, because it, it seems like we want to say there was one that he played with, I just don't remember. I'd have to go look it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm a terrible radio host so, right now. I mean,
3: I was. just... I, see, a I, 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 name just popped in my head, but I don't think it's it. So hmm. I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm. People like to call me out when I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> that is, <laughs> I'm wrong that all the time. Yeah, it is what it is. Chris, I appreciate. But, I mean, you know, go
3: um, have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. All right,
0: all Tebow. Number one, all-time in the SEC, touchdowns responsible Touchdown. for it. I mean, like, you know, you're scoring touchdowns. And people go, well, you know, quarterback's about throwing a ball. And it is. But to me, you know, you got to be a football player. And we, we kind of live in an era of the dual-threat quarterbacks. There's many, many, many of them. That's why the, the numbers are really kind of elevated in that category. But seven points is seven points. I don't care if you throw it in there, run it in there, walk it in there, crawl it in there, catch it. Hand it off, recover it in the end zone. Seven points to seven points. I don't care how you do it. You know, somebody going, yeah, you know, touchdowns responsible for that includes rushing. Let's just talk about quarterbacks who threw it in the end zone. Well, that's that's a passing conversation. That's like saying, Well, Bo Jackson scored, you know, 20 touchdowns one year. But this other guy over here, Billy Bob Roebuck, you know, Roebuck scored 25, but Roebuck ran him in backwards. He ran backwards into the end zone, so those don't count. Well, that's just stupid. They all count. So, total touchdowns. Touchdowns responsible for in their entire SEC career. Tim Tebow's number one with 145. Aaron Murray, number two, 137. Danny Werfel, number three at 122. And Dak Prescott, number four at 114 touchdowns. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald's in the top six. He's at number six. tied With Chris Leak and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, 101 total touchdowns in his career at Tennessee. Chris Leak, 101 at Florida. And Nick Fitzgerald, 101 at Mississippi State. Now, here's what's, if you wanted to have a different conversation about this. You look at touchdowns responsible for in their SEC careers. Tim Tebow, number one. Number four, Dak Prescott. Number six, Nick Fitzgerald. Number six, Chris Leak. Four of the top ten played for Dan Mullen. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to have a different conversation about this stuff. Pretty incredible. But, you know, it is a little bit of kind of like an off-season topic, but it's not. Today's Dak's birthday. I started thinking about it when I pulled up his stats and I start looking at it going, you know, in his four-year career, he throws 70 touchdowns. He ran 41 more. And caught three. The guy throws for... He needed 600 and something more yards to be a 10,000-yard passer in his career. Threw for 3,793 yards his senior year, 29 touchdowns, five picks, and 66%. I mean, you start looking at throwing stats. This is what's crazy to me. This is something that's unbelievable to me. When, For instance, when Dak was coming out of college... What was the knock? What was the narrative? What did some of these national talking heads say about him? All right, like he was a tight end? You know, he couldn't throw? Number one, mechanically, Dak has always been a beautiful thrower, mechanically. Feet and arm slot and ball coming out high. He's always been had great mechanics. Like Tim Tebow wishes he had the kind of throwing mechanics that Dak Prescott had. That's the one thing. Anybody that evaluates him would tell you that. And the thing is, he came out of his career a career 63% completion percentage in his career, seventh all-time in the SEC, top 10. Narratives and reality don't often mix. I guess what I'm saying is I looked it up, and it's 2020. And I believe that if you put me at the podium in front of anybody and anyone and said, Matt, I want you to argue this question. Who's the best quarterback in the history of college football in the state of Mississippi? I'd start with Steve McNair and then I go to Dak Prescott and I end it right there. That's the two. Any metric, any stat, any number, I got everything I need to back it all up right there. I think that's talking with my head versus talking with my heart on that discussion all right lots and lots of texts on the country pleasing text line country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast uh we got to vote for steve mcnair louvier says no offense to my favorite player of all time archie but steve mcnair is the best johnny reb says jake gibbs i'd have to go look it up i don't know enough about it it was kind of so long ago and I know he was an unbelievable athlete, two-sport, multi-sport athlete. Frankus Deltencus said Air McNair. Maybe I did get it right. It says he was born in 93, not in 92, so he is 27 years old. Talking about Dak's birthday today. Chris from Macon also said Air McNair. Denzel, Steve McNair and Dak. Trey, Steve McNair. Miko says, no, sir. Willie Totten was a pocket passer only. McNair did it all, and I saw them both play. Man, you talk about a luxury. JB I wish I could have seen those guys play in person. I did. I saw
1: I saw McNair and Totten play at, at the Memorial Stadium.
0: Really? A, yeah. I get like well, I guess only probably 10 years apart. Yeah. That is unbelievable. How lucky are you? Well,
1: I, you know, I think Totten was more 81, 82 in there and graduated and McNair was 84. If I, if I got that number right. And yeah. uh, I think one thing that, that I remember about McNair that I don't know if everybody else remembers is that he he was offered a number of scholarships to SEC schools, uh, Florida being one. And, uh, but the reason he didn't want to go there is because they wanted to make him a running
0: back. Right, wanted to play and, a different position. Right, mm-hmm. he was
1: also a heck of a defensive back that uh, set a record for interceptions to Terrell Buckley bro- broke it in Mississippi. So a good 2 way player as well.
0: Well, and it just shows you that the great players are just great. They're just great at everything. And will be great no matter where you put them. I could put Tim Tebow at linebacker. He'd be a great linebacker. I can put Dak Prescott at tailback. He'd be a great tailback. <laughs> Somebody mentioned Todd Jordan in high school at Tupelo. People forget how, like, Todd Jordan was an elite Recruit coming out of high school at Tupelo High School. Uh, mad male person. Chad Kelly blew the numbers out of the water for two years. Yeah, he did. But it's two years versus three or two years versus four, and it's it's hard to stack that up against McNair and against Dak. Nick says put McNair on an FBS team back then, and he would be Tommy Fraser except with a cannon. There's no doubt about it. Can't wait to get some more of your uh, text, baits, and tip, 100 grand, Jared, everybody coming to y'all next. Stick around. All right, I want to go back to a comment real quick uh, from a little bit ago on the YouTube live stream from Hey Bub, who said McNair had two wide receivers in the nfl Torrance small and cedric tillman and those names kind of ring a bell and i need to go back and, and you know kind of look them up individually that was one question that came up is kind of like who played with who and with what around them uh in their careers as well as we always seem to talk about the level of competition the question earlier we got to talking if you're just tuning in here in the farm bureau insurance studio um i was talking about Today being Dak Prescott's birthday, I still don't know that we've definitively figured out if he's 27 or 28, but he's in that range, okay? <laughs> he's sub-30. But then it led to the question, who's the greatest quarterback in the history of Mississippi College football here in our state? And I mean, I think Dak's way up there in the conversation, but I, as well as so many others, it seems like we've kind of keyed in on Steve McNair. It's just you cannot ignore what he did at Allcorn, and then You know, elevating them on this national platform and kind of taking them with him along on the Heisman run and becoming Aaron McNair and his numbers are just—I've read those to you before. His numbers are hard to even fathom, frankly. One hundred grand on the country pleasing text line eight eight five ESPN. Y'all text me—that's one way to communicate on the show. Country pleasing sausage, the best anywhere. I had. A section about that long, I cut it off and sliced it up, threw it in the pan, had it for breakfast this morning of jalapeno and cheddar. Y'all telling that? Can you tell that I like that flavor? I probably talk about that flavor the most. One hundred grand says Matt, what's going on? Steve McNair, hands down, he just doesn't get the credit because he played uh, his college ball at Alcorn. I I think there's, I think there's something to that. I mean, I, I I do. Now, Tip, I knew that Donald Driver played at Alcorn, but I didn't think that he actually played with Steve McNair. Bates is asking that also.
1: No, he, uh, he joined Alcorn in 95. Okay, so he's... He was drafted by the Packers in 99.
0: Okay, so Driver was a little, a little younger than McNair. That's correct. Gator Nation says, you know I'm a Tebow guy, but I've never seen a college quarterback better than McNair. Dak is not even in the McNair conversation. Um, I've done this before. We're going to do it again, just because when I read them out loud, I can never. I always. We were talking about the record scratch effect. You know the the. You know what? <laughs> uh, let's. I want to do that now for Steve McNair. Let's see. Heisman voting. He was. Yeah, he was third in the Heisman voting in 94. I'm having a hard time pulling up his numbers here. I'll get them pulled up for you because they're unbelievable. Um, Let me get over here to the country, please, and text line. By the way, too, we got a countdown of 100 teams in 100 days coming up here in the show. We'll push it back a little bit later in the show. Team number 38 today. Uh, Steve Robertson going to be on with us to start hour number two. We'll talk a little recruiting with him. Other people were asking about um, Donald Driver. Brown Hornet said Isaac Holt was the receiver from Alcorn State that played for the Rams. So Holt at Alcorn State?
1: Yeah, he played at Alcorn State, but he was uh, 82 to 85.
0: Yeah, so he was way ahead. I mean, he was.
1: He played with uh, McNair's brother, Fred, that was a quarterback back then.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Who is currently the coach. At Alcorn State,
0: who's currently? That's right. He's currently the coach there. Yeah. Well, this this website is kind of going <clears throat> on me right now, so I'm having a hard time pulling up Steve's college numbers. I've looked at them before. Um, I, I guarantee they're on his Wikipedia page. I just want to look at it. You know, and, it, and the thing about Steve McNair is, is uh, here it is. His uh, pro career, unbelievable. This is what we point out. The year. Let's just look at his Heisman year when when he was up for the Heisman. He should have won it, '94. <laughs> he played in 11 games in 1994. F- he he threw for 5,377 yards and 47 touchdowns. That's just throwing a ball. I think that particular year he also rushed. What was it for 900 and something yards that year also? That senior year, it yeah, 904 rushing, 5,377 passing, 56 total touchdowns, combined yardage of 6,281. I mean, look, the guy as a true freshman at Alcorn State in 91 threw for 2,800 yards and 24 touchdowns. Sophomore, 3,500 yards and 29 touchdowns. Junior, 3,197 yards, 22 touchdowns. <laughs> these are just throwing numbers. The guy's rushing for thousands of yards on top of all of this. You know, I mentioned in, in 92, his sophomore year, he throws for 3,500 yards and 29 touchdowns. He also ran for 10 more. And they still somehow lost four games. <laughs> I mean you're you know we, we just go s- stupid numbers uh he's up there. there are a lot of people who don't like the conversation if you don't include certain names but and and frankly from a numbers standpoint a, a sheer numbers standpoint across a four year career when somebody goes you know Dax not close well he actually is kind of close. Now, he's not – he didn't have the numbers, but he's kind of close. And when we start looking at numbers across a four-year career for others, I was talking about Dak's numbers, right? Like in his career, just under 10,000 passing yards and 70 passing touchdowns in his career. His senior year, was at 3,793 passing yards, 29 touchdowns. That was his senior year. And he really threw the heck out of the football his senior year. A lot of people brought up Brett Favre at Southern Miss. Look, don't, don't blink at it. Now, Favre's numbers in his four years at Southern Miss, they, they certainly pale in comparison to four-year numbers of Steve McNair. They pale in comparison to four-year numbers of Dak. But when you go back and you look, it was a different era. The offenses were totally different. They really were totally different. And Favre's numbers for his era at that time were great. He's 52% completion across his career, uh, threw for 7,695 yards in his career. But his best years throwing a ball were his sophomore, junior year. It seemed like he got banged up some you know, his senior year. But in his time at Southern Miss, Favre never had a year where he threw for over 20 touchdowns or 20 touchdowns or more. The most touchdowns he threw, Favre did his sophomore year, 1988 at Southern Miss, He threw 16 touchdowns, five picks, and 2,200 yards. The most yards that Favre threw for in a season at Southern Miss, his junior year, 89, 2,588 yards. Great college player, even better pro player. Nobody arguing that, but with the context of it being, who's the greatest college quarterback we've ever had in this state? It's Steve McNair, number one. It's Dak Prescott, number two. Delta Dog agrees on the country pleasing text line. Unnamed texter said, can you ask Steve about whether or not Woodard is going to go pro? Yeah, Steve Robertson coming on. I'll see if I can work that in there. We're primarily going to get into a football conversation. We'll see where it goes uh, beyond that. But I'll see if I can remember on the the basketball question for you. Denzel says, I know it's off topic, but since it's National Chicken Wing Day, (laughs) yes, it is. The honey sriracha barbecue wings at Blue Canoe in Tupelo is fantastic. Haven't had them. They're not. I could walk there from where I lived in and I appreciate the recommendation. Today is National Chicken Wing Day. Give me. I don't want honey barbecue. I don't believe in boneless wings. Anybody that tells me these are boneless wings, well, guess what? They're not wings. They're gonna have bones in them to be real wings. Boneless wings don't exist in nature. Started bust everybody's bubble. Okay, I'm
1: 100 with you. Well, they
0: good. Don't, they
1: don't taste as good as the bone in.
0: Well, they can't.
1: <laughs> no, I mean they just
0: don't. They don't. They're not natural. It's not. Don't tell me they're wings. Tell me they're nuggets. Okay, I know what that is. Chicken fingers. Got it. They're not wings. Wings have bones in them. Otherwise, it ain't a wing. <laughs> a wing. And the flavor I want is just barbecue. I dip it in ranch, and you know. Here we go. Gator Nation says, I'll never forgive Spurrier for this. For what? Never forgive Spurrier for what? For recruiting Steve McNair as a as a defensive back? <laughs> well, I promise you, he wasn't the only one. Dirty Frank. Ah, uh, he's throwing a fly into the ointment here on the country pleasing text line. He says Dak was one and three versus his rival. Yeah. Maybe that says a lot about what was recruited around that versus what other teams were recruiting around their quarterbacks. It's a theory. Hey, and State had a whole bunch of good players. They're in the NFL. But what about on offense? Have you ever looked at the NFL numbers for Mississippi State right now, uh, alums? I mean, it is large. I'm talking 90% of it is defensive players. I mean, it's almost all, like literally, like 99% of it's defensive players. Squirrel says, true, boneless wings don't exist in nature. <laughs> they don't. I'm glad people like them. Eat them. You can do what you want. It's a free country. I ain't touching them. All right, hour two coming up. We'll switch the subject and chat with Steve. Stick around.